episode 122 i'm your host this week my name's george and i'm joined by the indomitable austin jeller just kidding his name's austin jailer austin how's it going i like to go by jeller i mean that's fine everybody says that at this point it's like you know back when my wonderful playstation network username was mario kart Wii 140 you know everybody just that? everybody called me that and i you know i respected it that was, that was legendary Oh, Carver like, spelled with a C. With a C. Fucking, yeah. fucking loser. Okay. <laughs> so wait, was Mario Kart 170 with a K, was that taken? Yes, actually. The other 139 that I tried, they were all taken. So <laughs> I went with 140. And, you know, even when I hit 140, <laughs> the one with the K, with K-A-R-T, that was taken. So I had to go with C-A-R-T. You didn't want to do 141? You didn't want to push that button? No, no. No. Is, is 140 like an important digit to you? Is no, that- not at all. Not at all. Actually, oh. what it was, uh, just seriously here for a second. <laughs> this is what my 12-year-old self thought was cool. So my initials are AJE. And for some reason, I thought that that just sounded good with 140, 140E. So that's what I went with. You're right. That does that does AJE, 140. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so. <laughs> really? How old were you? 12. 12 that's, when I made that, that username. Is- that is perfect seventh grader logic. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Which is, of course, um, why I changed my PlayStation Network username as soon as I could. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I was I was a different kind of nerd. So if I had your initials, I would have done AJE of Apocalypse, like Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a professional writer thinking like that. Is, yeah. I get the big bucks, this guy. Um, that other beautiful, sultry voice you hear is uh, the one, the only, Seth Lakos. Hey! What's up, big dog? I'm big dog. Hey, you're big dog. Big dog today, I'm, anyway. Uh, I'm BD. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! What a day. Um, how's it going? How are you? Before I get into my spiel, I'm good, man. I'm good. I um, I had to do real like yard work today, which is uh not normal for me, because you know this is my first year actually owning a house. So the people before me had flower beds, and. I came back from my Disney trip and they were completely overgrown with weeds. Oh, no. And I'm like, wow, that sucks. Cause you know, it was springtime. I was gone for a month and I came back and boom, they're there. So I had to get on my knees out there and like, actually like pull everything out. I'm like, this sucks. I don't know why people do this. I'm going to put a rock garden in. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't not 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 a flower person. Don't know the first thing about flowers. So uh, I think me and Caitlin, when we first bought the house, talked about just getting fake flowers and putting them in there, and just you know being being done with it. But I'm just gonna put rocks down. That's cool. You have a shitty cat. Do you have any intention of getting a shitty dog or any sort of outdoor pet like that? Yeah, um, I I think I'm gonna get a Great Pyrenees dog. They're, nice. they're like you know 180 pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the ones that like have whiskey around their neck and they like rescue climbers in the Himalayas, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Great dogs. Pretty sweet. Huge yeah. dogs. Yeah, massive. Yeah. You need to get a whiskey necklace for, for yours? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but Whis- but um, my dad is like 10 minutes away and owns like 45 acres. So I can, I can, I can take him up there and let him run roam free, which is pretty cool. Um, that is pretty cool. Yeah, but... Yeah, I just got these. I just got these two fat cats right now. 
I just, it would be nice to, like, let your dog outside to take a shit if you do get a giant Pyrenees. Yeah, I mean, right, right around my house, I'm going to have to walk him because I originally intended to, to fence in my backyard, but I... But that's expensive I, and you don't want to. <laughs> no, it's not It's not the price. It's It's my neighbor is just really, really nice. And <laughs> that is, like... Hold on. You just don't want him to take it personally? Uh, yeah, I don't want to take it personally. He mows my grass for me. Okay. And, and like, you know, we got the we got, we got the waving thing going on. And, and he's an old man who's been here his whole life. And I feel like I move in, and I'm, like, barriers, right? <laughs> and I just feel like that's, that's disrespectful. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to pull that cord. So. Mm-hmm. You should just put but up, like solid like brick walls like 10 10 feet high all the way around your, listen your i don't backyard. i don't want yeah i don't want to be dark right i don't want to yeah. be dark he's like 85 i'm just biding my time that's too that's a little too dark <laughs> it's the truth <laughs> i like the idea though of like you building a 10 foot wall then he gets like an 11 foot ladder so he can still like talk to you and then you just put up like a, another foot of bricks <laughs> no <laughs> no communication this is not no. why we moved here. Know, my opinion might change at some point, but right now, I also just have like way too different stuff that's going on in the house to, to bother with that. Yeah, I want to get like central air. I want to get natural gas. I want to uh, redo a couple of the rooms. So there's other stuff that needs taken care of first. Yeah, man, heat pumps are like fuck, fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we just finished paying those off when we got them installed last year. Yeah. They're, All right, well, that, that's enough sure. from the, the homeowners association. That could be our. <laughs> our, our little Sorry, Austin. Yeah, where's the overpriced also, apartment say. rental association? I want to I want to talk about that for a little bit. I, got I, I, say. I lived in San Francisco for five years. <laughs> Go ahead, Seth. Listen, there is. Coke Zero out there, right? Sure. Yeah. And it is unironically the best Coke. It's not it's not the original Coke. It's not Diet Coke. It's not Coke Cherry. It's not Vanilla Coke. It's Coke Zero. The best Coke. Is that a metaphor we're waiting for you to arrive at? Or? No, that's no, all I had to that say. That is the statement. That's all you had to say. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were t- I thought there was going to be like a comparison between different types of Cokes and apartments no. and, and homes. I, I, I'm, sick of people, I'm sick of people skipping out on the Coke Zero. It's the best Coke. No, well, Mexican, Coke, Mexican Coke is the best Coke. You're wrong about that, actually. It's, it's Coke Zero. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> During host week, you were never wrong, uh, but that's yeah. whatever. Seth, when we were at, am I misremembering something? When we were at that that nice restaurant at uh, Hollywood Studios, like the, the second time we went, were they like out of Coke Zero or something? And you had this dilemma of like what to do, or am I misremembering that? No, she asked me if Pepsi was okay, and I was like, I guess. And then she walked <laughs> away, and I was like, it's not okay, actually. <laughs> That's how that went. In Maine, the most popular soda provider is Pepsi. Like, there's not a single restaurant you could go to, and that's awesome, because I fucking love Mountain Dew. I love Mountain oh, Dew. Oh, okay, there you go. And uh, can't get Mountain Dew at, uh, at Coca-Cola places. You know how good a Mountain Dew and, like, a... a Friggin' Whopper would be. You guys have any idea? Yeah. <clears throat> Mountain Dew is pretty phenomenal, and Coke has no, Coke has nothing to, against Mountain Dew. Like you got your Coke and Pepsi, you got like your Seven Up and your Sprite, right? But Mountain Dew stands on a peak on its own. 
Yeah. And Coke doesn't have anything to compete against Mountain Dew. It's weird. I mean, they have Sprite, but it's not really the same. Sprite, like, honestly feels like a health drink compared to yeah. other sodas. Like, that yeah. is, like, the my, my go-to hangover drink. I drink Sprite when I'm sick sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. This feels healthier than, than like, Coke. But it's the same. <laughs> Just clear. <laughs> okay. And we are joined by our fourth uh fourth wing our fourth wheel that's that's how you go there he is uh no we're not joined by our fourth wheel <laughs> he says no just he just he's all right off fixing okay. stuff we'll introduce our fourth wheel when the time is right now's your opportunity to say whatever you want about him and have him not yeah. be able to reply <laughs> you know my least favorite thing about this podcast is just the coach kyle newman i gotta say that um, he's just he's he's not here he's not listening to us Totally not in this call right now. Also, I think the Cowboys made a mistake by letting Kellen Moore go, and they should have uh, re-signed Amari Cooper because they clearly ran out of receivers last year. So, No argument from Coach, so that must mean I'm right. It's okay. Mike, <laughs> Mc- Mike McCarthy will lead them firmly into the second round this year. Okay, and for anybody watching, just FYI, I've got to figure out how to get all the cameras together, so that's why there's all this nonsense happening on the screen right now. <laughs> frame skip is the nonsense podcast well austin is doing uh technical support and while coach is you know little mermaiding because he's on land and he can't speak um seth what 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 have you been up to this week something cool from your week this week yeah so after uh last week after communicating with you fellas i started um reading light of the jedi about halfway through it it's pretty good fine Oh really? Uh, I thought it was so. I thought it was so slow. Yeah, I mean, what I'm finding hard to deal with is them just jumping to a new era and just introducing like 15 characters at once. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they should have kept that circle a little smaller and then like slowly expanded it. But they, they they just seemed very excited and wanted to drop you know everybody on you at once. And I'm like, I can't, I can't keep track of all these people in my head. So. <clears throat> That's the one thing I'm struggling with. Like I'm, I'm constantly looking people up because now they have like comic books and stuff. Right? Like you can see their descriptions and like pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm finding it interesting to see how Jedi in in the Star Wars uh, High Republic act without Sith and how they were before the Sith came back and like them at their at their peak. I think that's it's pretty interesting. So I started uh, I started reading that. I'm probably gonna finish it. You know, in the next couple of days. Um, other than that, not a whole lot. This is my long week, so I've, I've been working. I, I jumped back into uh, Trails and the Sky the Third now that I've beaten uh, Jedi Survivor. Bide my time until Final Fantasy 16 comes out. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Sweet, sweet, sweet. My my big issue with uh that High Republic stuff is that I'm just like not familiar with the world at all. And when I say that, like when they mention like a spaceship, like so much of Star Wars is like seeing it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have a really easy time reading anything like post Return of the Jedi, like for those books. I don't think they're like especially good, but when they like mention a ship, I like know what it looks like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so like I was constantly like pausing my reading of this book to like Google what the ship looked like or like what the you know alien species they were talking about looked like. And that that that's kind of what I'm doing with the characters. I'm like I'm like. Every time I'm like, I don't remember who this person is. I, I Google them. I'm like, oh, okay. Now, now, now I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I also read the Kanan comic, which takes place before Star Wars Rebels. Um, it's like a flashback. It's very good. I, I subscribed yeah. to Marvel Unlimited because I wanted to catch up on some Star Wars comics. So, um, yeah, that was that was really good. Really, two thumbs up. It takes place. It doesn't take place before Rebels. Actually, it's like during the first season of Rebels, and then it takes a flashback to uh, to Kanan right after Order sixty six and shows how he survived. Very good. I mean. <clears throat> I know I, I stand alone on this mountain and I, I'm, I'm not unaware of that, but I truly believe that uh, Star Wars Rebels is superior to Star Wars Clone Wars. Um, and the, the, like the character development and stuff, I, I think it's, it's phenomenal. Star Wars Rebels is like top tier Star Wars, in my opinion. And uh, Kanan and Ezra are like phenomenal characters. Um, but yeah. No, I think the three best like pieces of Star Wars fiction probably from like the last I don't know, like let's say what fifteen years. I think it's Rebels, probably Rogue One, and then like the VR mission for the first Battlefront game, where you were like oh. in, in an X-wing. Like I like I think those three really are the best. I haven't finished uh, Jedi Survivor yet. I did actually also start playing the uh, Galaxy's Edge VR game on my Oculus Quest. What do you think about that? Good. I was just looking at that the other day pretty good so far i mean like I'm, I'm like an hour in not not too much but the, the vr stuff is pretty good you, it's one of the few vr games where you can turn off teleporting and you can actually walk yeah and i, I find that very fun but vr i don't know man until they until they're able to cut down on the size and weight of those headsets it it gets pretty annoying to me after after like 45 minutes had that game on oculus quest i thought it just looked awful like i thought the screen dooring on it was really bad and that was actually one of the first games I got on PlayStation VR 2, which I think is A, a more comfortable headset, and B, just a much prettier headset than, than the Quest. When you say it's more comfortable, like, could you sit there and watch a movie in VR 2? I think the weight distribution is a problem with Oculus Quest, right? Because it's, like, all in the front. So you just mm-hmm. feel... I do like agree It feels with that. like you're wearing, like, a scuba mask, right? Like, it's because all this pressure just on the front of your face. And I feel like the VR2 does a really good job of balancing it. So you feel like you're wearing a hat more than you feel like you're wearing goggles. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, in my opinion, until they can get that down to where they're like just like goggles around your eyes. Mm-hmm. I think we're I think there's going to be an issue for me with like just an, I don't want to sit there with that thing like pulling my head down. Now, could you argue that the fix is to buy a second Oculus Quest and put it on the back of your head <laughs> to balance things out? I mean. Maybe. So actually, yeah. what some people will do is they will take, and you can find them on Etsy. They have these, you know how you have like the battery packs that you can charge your phone with, like the external mm-hmm. batteries. They'll take those and then they will mount them to the back of the headset to distribute the weight a little more, but also so that they can charge the Quest and give you a longer battery that life. That yeah. sounds that awful. I do, I do not want like, you know how, yeah. like, how much your, your crotch hurts when you just have like a laptop on your lap for like yeah. more than... 12 minutes like can you imagine just like having that on your head like that sounds terrible i don't want to do that um yeah it's too much too much yeah my my thing is is that like also i don't they're not making really deep games for the vr and i don't understand why like if they want this thing to take off Especially Sony, there's the other people to do this. They have to support it, you know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like until I mean, the last ten years, all we gotten is really experiences. There's cool, there's cool experiences like Beat Saber is phenomenal. I think the Vader Immortal games are like really cool. Uh, Creed Two is phenomenal, but 
you got to give me like like a deep experience, like where's like a like a role playing game or something to like sell me on it. And they're just they don't seem to be interested in doing that. Yeah, I feel like there are so few in that vein. I mean, I'd say Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is probably the only I could think of that feels like a full fledged like, you know, this could be a normal console game, PC game. Mm -hmm. I know there are others. I mean, I don't want to discount VR games. I'm sure there are a lot out there, but honestly, like. I forget. Do you remember what that MMO game that came out maybe about a year ago on VR that everybody was talking about? I forget what it was, but it, they played it off as like this Sword Art Online style, like fantasy mm -hmm. uh, VR MMO. And then people got into it and they were like, well, this is like basically an MMO for babies because it just yeah. doesn't really have much to it. So I do wish we had more fleshed out uh, content. It was Christmas two years ago and I had... Um nothing to do like i was like i, I want to play something new i got i got a ton of ps4 games but i want to play something new so i hopped on my quest and i bought the medal of honor game that came out i was like i just want to play a shooter because like uh i can't even remember the name of it but there's like one guy Ritchie inspired like gangster london game on the original playstation vr that was so freaking good is it the like, getaway not the getaway, but it it feels like the okay. getaway, but it, it's like a first person. It, like it's like Time Crisis mixed with a Guy Ritchie movie. It's great. And um, I was like, yeah, I just want a VR first person shooter. That sounds like a lot of fun. So I bought Medal of Honor. It was so bad. Like it was like a launch PS2 game, but with half as many characters, uh, like like just objects on the screen. Yeah. Like it was. It was really disappointing. Like at that point, like I'd almost rather have just like a, a rail shooter because it's like mm -hmm. they they clearly aren't up to snuff to like build a game with this hardware yet. Here's what I want us all to do while we're talking about this. We all need to sit down and play Demio together because we played that for like one night. We had a, a ton good. of fun with it. We actually played with good friend of the show, Ray Apollo, and we had a blast. So we all need to sit down. And George, it is on PSVR 2 and it is cross play with Quest. So we should sit down and. And I'll jump into that. I think that'd be a good time. Speaking my so, language now. George. How is the theater mode in VR2? Like playing games that aren't VR compatible. Is it good? Is it comfortable? It's comfortable. I don't think it's like exceptionally better than what it was on Quest. Mm. Um, but I also haven't given it like a, a fair shake. You know, like That's I think like... I watched an episode of Ted Lasso just to see what it was like. That's like the number one thing I want from like my VR headset. And I, I haven't seen anyone that, that said that any of them are like worth getting into for it yet. Because for me, like just being able to put on a quest or a VR and like block out any distractions. Right. Mm -hmm. And just be able to focus on the game sounds incredible. And I just no, nothing seems to have to have really done that yet. Well. I think the worst part about PSVR is the sound because I don't want to be completely cut off from the world because like I don't have like the biggest space to to play this game so I want like a little bit of awareness of my surroundings so I don't want to get like a pair of like you know noise canceling headsets like because like that with like you know visual canceling headset like that that sounds like a bad time for my dogs and like the the fan I'm playing below you know <laughs> like if I stand <laughs> up and just like swing my arm or whatever. But like the AirPods things that it comes with, like it's the same thing as the first PlayStation VR where it's like these little plugins and it just it feels like a fucking like airplane headset that you would have gotten like in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so it just sounds like butt 
but at the same time like i don't want to be a thousand percent immersed into a game because then i would like have like disassociation problems and uh, i don't want to deal with that i only do therapy once a week you know i would love disassociation problems so, so would i <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well i guess i want to feel like real life is i know the mod community i know the mod community is pretty deep in vr there he is. Is. fourth wheel me? coach the kyle newman coach how's it going good but have you guys played uh the half-life vr game was it half-life alex Mm-mm. no i'm waiting for that to come to the psvr too i'm very excited and is then there was hope so supposedly Star Wars Scott Squadrons, you could play. That's actually very good in VR. Yeah, I tried it a couple months ago on VR, and it was awesome. Definitely requires some like VR legs, though, because I could see what definitely VR, getting sick in that. What VR headset do you have, Coach? I have the first one. The uh, PSVR? No. The um, Quest. Yes. Oh, good deal. God, Coach, I haven't heard your voice in so long. Feels good. Feels like a like a hug in my ears. Been a minute. <laughs> Just a few minutes. Looking, looking good though. Looking a little shreddy over there. We've been working out the last six weeks at the gym at the school. So there's like two other teachers. So as soon as the football team's done, we go in there and we work out. So it's been it's been a good way to get back into it. So and it's our last week of school. So pretty much is, next week is when I start writing. Like pretty much every day, or showing up on time for a podcast too, or yes, Sweet. <laughs> I had to go to the bank. I had to go. <laughs> so, but yes, got him. <sighs> All right, well, shit, coach. So happy to see. You. Are you guys ready to jump into our topic of the week, which is uh, a look back on 2023 so far? Let's do it. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to list. I, I got some tabs here with like the biggest shows, the biggest movies and the biggest games of 2023. Let's start with games because I forgot some of these games came out this year. You guys, you guys ready? I'm down the clown. Let's freaking go, right. George. January 2023, Fire Emblem Engage. Forgot that was this year. Wow, that's crazy. That does feels feel like, like it was two, like a last like fall. Three, two, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Fire Emblem Coolgate. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. I didn't grab I that one. Wanna, I need to buy it before it goes up in price because you know it's going to. Uh, next game, Forspoken. Again, forgot that game was this year. I um, I, I will play Forspoken at some point when it's like twenty dollars. I think. I played the demo. <laughs> I will play that game when it's ten dollars. Ten dollars? Oh geez. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think the demo was anything to write home. It was really pretty, and I didn't have a problem with like the spunky sidekick thing, the the sassy wrist watch thing that talked to the main character i didn't have a problem with that i just thought the game world was boring as hell yeah well there's a really large theory that they used the leftover unused assets from final fantasy 15 in it because in final fantasy 15 there's actually a whole other content that is modeled and um pretty much just empty and they didn't use it. They cut it all out, but it's still in the game, like the base game files. And people have broken the the invisible walls and gone and explored it. Really interesting YouTube videos about like all the unused content in 15. But the trailer for uh, for Spoken has like topography very similar to Final Fantasy 15's world, like the giant like ring sticking out of the out of the clouds. That that is straight from 15. Yeah. So. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of people that think that that's 
possibly that other continent. Um, I haven't played for Spoken. I can't speak to the legitimacy of it, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's an interesting theory. And it's cool, same cool. Yeah. Cool that they were able to like, you know, not waste that time, but like, but God, the world just sucks. Like there's just like nothing there. It seems so barren and lifeless. Well, that also sounds like Final Fantasy 15 as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. But at least there was a fucking sweet car in that game. That's true. Yeah, that's I true. If it was sweet, it was okay. That was the one they did end up adding that car into Forza Horizon, right? Or am I totally misremembering that? I, I think they did. It feels right. Yeah. February 2023, Hogwarts Legacy. Did anyone play that? I played the first five or so hours of it and then i was having a race in the kaseki games with pedro and had to put it down but i liked what i played with hogwarts legacy i I think uh i I was i pulled ahead for quite a while and then i went on vacation and pedro beat two games the time i went to vacation i came back and he like just laughed at me hold on he beat two games in two weeks 200 hour games in two weeks just to uh, clarify. No, so the, the the ones he beat are like forty hour games. Okay, okay. So like, still, like he thought he thought he was gonna be cheeky, Man. right? Because he knew I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna have time to play. So he's like, "I'm the king of Seki once again." And I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> it was, and now now he's all caught up, and now I feel like 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 emasculated. So, um, anyway, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. I think it's cool for Harry Potter fans. I think there's there's it's 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 at the worst it's an average game for everybody else. Um, the combat is my biggest gripe with it because these enemies just have like these shields that come up in different colors and they force you to use different spells to to counter those shields and it doesn't feel like Harry Potter whatsoever. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, how could you make Harry Potter combat in any way interesting? Because they're the combat in that universe doesn't even make sense, right? Um. In, in my opinion, you can pick Harry Potter's universe uh, apart with like second grade logic, but um, yeah, I remember like when the one of the movie tying games came out, it just looked like Gears of War. Like it was just like a cover based yeah. shooter with like Harry and Hermione them like against like Death Eaters or whatever. Yeah, I think the the coolest part about Hogwarts Legacy is exploring and seeing the castle and like Hogsmeade. And one thing I will say is that. The Hogwarts castle might be the most detailed object in in video game history. Like the, the the amount of work they put into Hogwarts castle. It's not one of these like quick travel. Like you just go from place to place. Like every corner of that castle is explorable. And it is really, really interesting to just walk around and be like, what's going on over here? It's, it's, it's a life size castle that you can just walk around and explore. And it's really cool. Um, same for Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade is like really interesting and full of life. I think it's it's a real shame that that game got caught up in all the controversy. That yeah. the, it, and it sucks for those developers a lot because they didn't really it, they have nothing to do with it because they, they did create like a phenomenal work of art with Hogwarts Legacy. And um, I do wish the characters were a little more interesting because I, I would have stuck with it. I'll probably go back to it someday. Cool, cool. Uh, next up, Wild Hearts. Did anyone play that? I was like, you know, I never ended up playing that. Runner. Yeah, I never ended up playing that. It looked really good. I don't think it reviewed like crazy well. I think it got a lot of sevens, but at some point I do want to try it out. I, I think that game's on Game Pass. I could be wrong. So maybe that's the way to 
to go about testing it out at some point. Cool, cool. Next up, Atomic Heart. Like the Bioshock game set in like Russia with, with robots. I wanted to play this yeah. really bad. It reminded me a lot of Bioshock, but everyone said how incredibly annoying it was like the, the character was just so annoying yeah. that they couldn't take it i heard that too uh, it really it really bummed me out and even like even like i like reviewer you know something's like 100 like accurate when reviewers on every side of the spectrum say the same exact thing they're like this writing is atrocious and it completely rips you out of the game i'm like eh, i'll probably just not play that <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a probably a 30 dollar game for me just because I, I feel like I haven't played like a good meaty first person shooter in a minute. Mm-hmm. I tried playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 last night or the other night and just didn't hit the same the way I wanted it to. Judas is coming out, buddy, at some point. That, that, that's exciting. I don't even know what that is. It's a Ken Levine it's, game. Yeah. It looks yeah. just like Bioshock. Yeah, cool. That game will come out in 10 years. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next up, Horizon Call of the Mountain. I think I'm the only person here with a PSVR too. I haven't played that game yet. Bought the bundle that comes with it. I um, got really caught up in Moss and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Let's see. Company of Heroes Three. I don't think anyone here has an opinion on that. Right? No. no, not a lot of RTS heads here. Uh, Sons of the Forest. I don't think anyone here played that. I played I, the first Forest. Yeah, I haven't played it, but I did play the first Forest, and I really liked it. So. And Andy played like a crap load of the first game. So at some point, I do want to try the second one out. It looks good. Okay. The first one's good. Let's see, Kerbal Space Program 2 coming to early access. That's whatever. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2. Man. Dude, um, I haven't played it yet. I keep seeing this game because it's like now it's hitting 40 bucks everywhere as of like this past week. I keep seeing cheap ass gamer like tweet out like, hey, it's in Wario 64. Hey, it's on sale for 40 on all platforms. And I'm like, oh, man, I really want to play this. I just I don't have time for it right now with Zelda and Diablo and Final Fantasy. So at some point, but it, it does look really good. I never played the first one. Oh, uh, very good. Don't it, play them for the gameplay, the classic turn based gameplay. Don't don't play them expecting like a crazy deep story. Yeah, but. The art and the gameplay, solid. The weird thing about Octopath Traveler is you get the most interesting characters in RPGs you can imagine. And they're very one stereotyped characters. But they 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 all join a party together, but they do not interact. And they all have their own stories. Very strange way to do that's things. Interesting. But um that's what really turned me off in the first game. And apparently it's like that in the second game as well, which is why I didn't buy it. But I have the Octopath Traveler Collector's Edition back there. That's pretty cool. Isn't it a pretty meaty, like, 60, 80-hour game? Yeah, I don't know how long it is. Um, I didn't beat it, but I, I would assume so. Most, most RPGs are. That's why I've been playing Grandia on my Switch because it is not an 80 hour RPG. And also, I never played it. I told you guys, it's going to be Summer of JRPGs. I do really want to check out Octopath. I got that, and uh, I got Octopath Traveler 2 while I was on sale. And I also grabbed uh, Live Alive. Is that how you pronounce that game's name? Live Alive. Live Alive. Okay. Makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to check, like I said, JRPG Summer, also Sun Dried Tomatoes, uh, Golden Barbecue Sauce, <laughs> and uh, Want to Get into Pickling. I wasn't lying when I listed off all those things three episodes weird, ago. Weird it? choices from you, George. 
Well, I just, I really want to enjoy summer, you know, talking oh, to my no, therapist. I'm... It turns out I might have like a little seasonal affective disorder because uh, winter really kicked my ass this year. So I'm, not uh, talking... I'm going to get out and enjoy summer. I need to pick I'm a few things. I'm not talking about the pickling. Oh. I'm talking about the, the JRPG choices. Oh, uh, so yeah. Are you playing I, I, Grandia, I Octopath? You want to play Octopath Traveler? You picked up Live Alive, Live? Mm-hmm. Live Alive, yeah. Um... I did pre-order Final Fantasy 16 also, and I wanted to check out those pixel remasters for the Final Fantasy games, but uh, I'm not paying full price for those waiting for. So time. you, but so are you a big Final Fantasy guy? Have you played the other Final Fantasies? We talked about this a bunch. I played a lot of three on oh, PSP. Yeah. I beat five on PSP years ago, like on the like the PlayStation Classic. And that's pretty much it. I got like 30 hours into Final Fantasy 10, and like I loved everything about that game, but I just haven't touched it in so long that I like need to restart that game. I recommend pounding out some of those um, pre-PS1 RPGs because they're short. So you, you can meet Chrono Trigger in like 15 hours. So oh, okay. I, I would recommend that. Uh, Secrets of Evermore, Secrets of Mana, um, Final Fantasy VI. A lot of those like SNES games aren't too long. So you can try okay. them. And then uh, PS1 RPGs, Xenogears, the Final Fantasy trilogy. They're all phenomenal games. A little, uh, little front mission action. Little front mission, I would, I would, yeah. Um, that's more of a strategy game, though, right? Final Fantasy Tactics, if you're looking for a strategy game, you know. Um, what else I got in the shelf over there? I don't know. There's, I mean, you, you, I could list a thousand of them, but yeah, p- p- pick a few RPGs and dive in there, buddy. Just yeah, we were starting with Grandia, it's kind of an obscure game. I just love the aesthetic for it, and I, cool. I got su- such like a Y2K era boner frankly i just love everything from like the turn of the century i, I think that shit is so cool and fascinating I, I especially also, sega at that time i also love y2k and i love boners so perfect man we're gonna have so much fun this summer <laughs> yeah absolutely. uh let's see march woe long fallen dynasty game looks dope yeah i never played it but it does look really really good i watched a lot of streams of it, it it's a very pretty game yeah these um these far east asian developers very pretty beautiful action games they're coming out with mm-hmm. we're seeing it this this year especially i feel like maybe a little bit of last year we're seeing uh, a lot of blow up from chinese and korean studios and i, I like that um well, this was this was team ninja was it yeah oh i thought this was uh okay well, well still east asian still east asian yeah this was like uh this is from this is from the neo team was it funded by a Chinese? I think you're thinking of a different game that was shown off at um, Summer Games Fest last year, right? I think I know and what you're like talking a, about. A big, a big Jeff Keighley trailer that did it was just like, holy shit. Pedro like, said, look, this is good. Pedro said, Team Ninja, you Muppet. You oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the Monkey King game. I thought this was the Monkey King game. The this Sun. Was not- the Sun no, Goku no, no. Monkey game. I think I, I think I'm right. If you guys are right, I'm, I'm mixing this up with. Uh... Fuck. All right, continue. That's, that's embarrassing for you. That is hot. It you hot idiot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, Bayonetta Origins, Syriza and the Lost Demon. I didn't play something uh, from you. Big, big switch head. Uh, well, I'm just going through. Uh, just listening to your games that you got it. That you're listing right now. Okay. But you I got a little play- list. I'll let you know when I'm done. Okay, you didn't play Bayonetta Origins, though. No, no. Okay. No, no. I, I don't. I don't play Bayonetta. I heard it was very good, though, which surprised me because it looked 
visually I was a little like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be that good of a game, but I heard it was actually like excellent. I grabbed this one. This one was also on sale, and uh, I feel like this is one of those games that's just going to become so fucking expensive on Switch, right? Like out of nowhere. Yeah, probably. Um, just so, just if in case anyone's listening is curious, the game I was thinking of was Black Myth Wukong. It's coming out next year. I feel like that was the one from Games Fest last year. Also, Games Fest is yeah. coming up, right? Summer Games Fest is usually in it's June. like in a week. It's like in uh, a week yes. or two, I think. You guys, you guys want to do a live stream for that? Yes. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, a game I think all of you care about. I don't. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Well, I care about it, but at the same time, I didn't play it. Because I'm so far uh, behind on Resident Evil. I never played the remake of 3, and I never played 8. So I'm like just totally behind right now on that franchise. But I do want to yeah. play it at some point. It does look really good. I'm honestly though I'm less inclined to play that than I am three and eight because four like I don't know the original four still holds up pretty well to me so it looks good but I feel like I was less excited about this one than like the remake of two for example gotcha see any that I missed from from quarter one uh Kirby's return to dreamland deluxe that game was excellent very good game I've heard good things yeah I've heard good things yeah I never and, played that uh, before. Did you finish it, Austin? Did you and Andy finish it? No, we got about halfway through it. We need to go back to it. But honestly, that's probably the best co-op Kirby game that I've played. Oh, it's co-op. Yeah. Maybe I'll pick that up and play with Caitlin. Then she loves Kirby. It's really good. It's really and good. You're not playing. You're not playing as like a Waddle Dee, right? Playing yeah. You all four people can be Kirby's, which is wonderful. And that's Return to Dreamland, or is that the the one that just not really Shadow Drop, but they announced on Twitter. It was I like post-apocalyptic. It's it looked, uh, oh yeah, uh, that was Forgotten, Forgotten Land. Land. Forgotten George. Land was excellent. I played so many Kirby games this year while we were on hiatus. When does when is quarter one over? And you still have one game? Qu- yeah, I'm still in quarter one. Uh, quarter one is about to end because we're about to jump into April. But then uh, let's see. All right. The other ones I missed: Darkest Dungeon two, uh, Like a Dragon, Ishin, and One Piece Odyssey. I think are still like the biggest ones we haven't talked about yet. Uh no, haven't played any of this. Me either. Ah, I didn't play anything this year so far. Yeah, I've I haven't played a whole lot. There are some coming up too. Just I played like nineteen different Kirby games. It's been jumping sick. into Kaseki games all year. Uh, just, also, I beat Pokemon Snap sixty four. So did I. So did I. Yeah, loved yeah, it. Game's great. The game so is so good. Great. Uh, Dead Island two. Anyone play that? Nope. Okay. No. Um, here's one I really care about: Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I am so close to being done. What do you wait? So close, like. Mm. Give me we a talking. We, we were talking. I just got uh, a big uh, platforming ability, and uh, I was on Jetta for a second time. Yeah, the big, the big uh, green platforming ability. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're pretty close. Uh, I feel like that is going to piss me off to no end because, like, I love video games. I'm not gonna pretend I'm very good at them, but uh, that sequence I thought was riveting i thought that was like some of the most fun so video cool. game stuff i've played in a long time so cool why did they save all the cool stuff for the end of that game i don't understand yeah i don't get it either but like that game it makes me so happy uh, have we talked about this do um in your head canon have marin and cal uh have they banged out but they reined it in in mine they have in yours they Coach, have did, yeah. oh, Coach, yeah. did, did you beat survivor yes no not survivor oh, well yeah I mean, come on buddy you gotta get in there 
Um, I'm just well. First, I'm going to wait. You think the sexual tension's thick in in Fallen Order? You wait till you get to Survivor, (laughs) my guy. They absolutely have. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. She was comfortable putting her head on his shoulder, and they were sleeping together and stuff like that. And they just they they fell asleep like babies together. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You say they're sleeping together. I mean, we're already we're already there. Like, literally, I mean, they made they made a nice little cozy yeah. fire and like they 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 yeah. I'm like, come on, it's a. They were talking for a solid five minutes. And they lay down together. I'm like, you guys. Mm-mm. Hard like, part's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh I need to play more of that game. I I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but I'm only like maybe two hours, three hours in because it came out literally like two days before we went on our Disney trip, and then. Yeah. Basically, the second we got back, Tears of the Kingdom came out. So I have not gone back to it. But at some point, I want to. I was going to say, I, I did beat, um, not a game that came out this year, but I did beat uh, Fallen Order earlier this year, leading into Jedi Survivor, and thoroughly enjoyed the ending of that game. Really glad I went back to it and finished it up. I would argue that the Jedi Survivor ending is three times as good nice really as fallen order and that says a lot because i thought that that whole last planet in fallen order was phenomenal yep but the last 10 percent of survivor like once you start getting to like the last act of the game it just ramps up i think i talked about this when i when i beat it but like i just i wish that that level of storytelling had been throughout the the whole game and like those beats like george you're pretty much into the final act now Mm -hmm. um Oh, you should just bang it out, man. Because once you start, you're not going to want to stop. Oh, I'm, that's what I'm going to do after this. Um, yeah. The Celtics lost last night, so I will watch the NBA Finals, but I will not care about the NBA Finals. I will have them on my iPad, probably, while I ah. play stuff on my TV. Um, Man, I remember being on this podcast a few years ago saying, like, I don't give a shit about storing games. Like, I don't. that's not why I play games. I just want, like, the tactile feeling and, like, responsiveness. You know, I think, like, I was playing, like, Spyro at the time. I was like, this is just fun. I don't care about the story. And, like, you guys were talking about, like, deep narratives and all that stuff. And then I played Fallen Order. I'm like, this story is so much better than this game. Like, I feel like I have to, like, I'm forcing myself to play this game to get what I think is, like, not an immaculate Star Wars story, but a pretty freaking good Star Wars story. So what do you think about the Survivor story so far? I'm having so much more fun with this game than the first game. Like, I, I think the story is excellent, and I think the story has made me give a shit about High Republic, even though I haven't found a single piece of High Republic fiction that I actually enjoy consuming yet. <laughs> That's why I'm reading the book. I'm like, I got, I, I got to figure out what's going on here to understand this story more. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure, I'm sure what they wanted, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Coach, sorry, you haven't started Jedi Survivor yet. You saving that for summer? Okay, yes. No, I'm saving it for the end of the year. Couple reasons. One is I'm just burnt out. Like. I got the platinum for um, Jedi Fallen Order earlier this year, and it was like a collectathon from hell. And it was like, it wasn't even fun. So I just kind of want to take a long break from it. But knowing that it came out in the um, condition that it was, I will gladly wait until Black Friday to pick that up so that the devs can, Man, can you go and- ahead and fix it up. You and Austin say that like that like the game like wasn't running well. I noticed nothing with that game. Like I noticed like maybe two frame skips the entire time. It's like, oh, you said the name of the show. But like there was like a few times where I think I was like blocking something, like when there was a lot going on in the game. And then it chugged so, twice, yeah. maybe the entire time I played it. The the issue for me was that 
it chugged on performance mode and not quality mode. When you switch it to quality mode, it was almost a solid 30 frames per second, which my brain can kind of adapt to. But in performance mode, it was like 60, 40, 20, 60. You know, it was just all over the place. And I, was, I, just, I couldn't handle it in, six, in, in performance yeah. mode. Once I switched to quality, I was like, this is fine. I can handle this. I played 30 FPS games for my whole life, pretty much. But um, they released a patch. I, I forget when I texted you guys a couple weeks ago. It's the performance mode is solid now. Like I switched it to that and didn't have a single problem with the rest of the game. But yeah, they um, that was my issue, like the just total inconsistency. And my understanding of that is they they have locked ray tracing on which those consoles just cannot handle. I mean, those consoles were not built to run ray tracing at 4K, 60 frames per second. So yeah. I think that's why the, the performance mode, frankly, is so rough because they're normally in performance modes in games nowadays, they'll disable ray tracing so that they can hit that 60 frames per second. And they just refuse to do that for some reason. It was very odd. So, But I do want to go back and try the performance mode. I did still have some issues with quality, though. I don't... What's the planet where you first go and meet Grease, the like kind of hub world? Core, core, Kobo. 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 That that planet still ran like absolute shit for me, even on quality mode. I mean, it was still hitting like 20 frames, but I mean, I guess it's better than like a 35, 60 back and forth nonstop. But to be fair, that was like a month ago. So I don't know how it's changed since then. It is dark out. The sun is down. And my neighbor has started mowing his lawn. I'm getting so annoyed. Like, what? Where? What are it's you doing, eight, dude? At nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's 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 he started his lawnmower up when we when he started the podcast, and he's he's mowing his lawn right now. I hear him going back around the window. I'm like, shut it off. It's too late. Shut Can you guys off. hear the mic? We're talking about no. no. We're talking about Star Wars right now. You got a few lightsabers. I mean, just go out there and freaking hack I'm that so guy. So annoyed. Is it, wait, hold on. Is this the guy that like? You know, we were talking about you really appreciating because he mows your lawn. No. Okay. No. Okay. This is this is across the street. Okay. Okay. So fuck the fuck that guy. So from this point on, now that games are seventy, which I don't mind it going up. I mean, eventually it was going to go up anyways. And the next gen systems or the current gen systems, we shouldn't be having these issues, right? I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Totally agree. So so that's why I'm like. Um, I didn't have that desire to rush out and get it. Plus, like I, like Austin said, like as soon as you guys got back, it was time for Tears of the Kingdom. So, I oh, have a real a feeling. There, I have a real feeling that this console generation could have been pushed back like two years, and they could have beefed up these consoles a little more because it seems like nothing runs well on them, and I don't understand what's going on. Like. Well, it's weird because we started off okay, but I mean, we're only, are we two and a half years into these systems? I don't even know how long it's been at this point. Three yeah, years, most games have been cross-gen though. Yeah, three years. You know, well. yeah. I just don't, I don't get it, man. I mean, even like Hogwarts Legacy didn't run well either. It, yeah. It didn't, it didn't chug, but like. It also just came out on like PlayStation yeah. 4 and Xbox One. I'm just so tired of it, man. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm tired of these companies putting the, the, the. The freaking apology JPEGs up like CD Pro. It worked for CD Projekt Red ten years ago. All right, we're done with it now. <laughs> you know, I stop apologizing because you guys knew the game was broken when you gave yeah. it to us. You knew it. I I don't need an apology for when you when you specifically spit in my face on purpose. You know, so like I'm sick of it. They made a good the, game. Right. This is the only um 
outlet, consumer outlet, where a company could put out a trash game that is broke and not say a word so people will not um, pull their their pre-orders out. And that is so wrong. Like, I hate politicians, but we need a politician to come in here or we need some lawyers to come in here and do something about that because that is fundamentally wrong to do that. Yeah. Yeah, like a consumer protection bureau for yeah for that's like a something. whole podcast yeah. that we could do george that sounds like fun yeah i um I, I, I sounded sarcastic. that's not sarcastic i meant it that that does sound like fun uh i i agree i'm i'm tired of it man i'm so tired of of getting broken games on release that they knew were broken and they're they, they put up their stupid jpeg it's like we're deeply sorry we're working on it it's like no i don't care man i'm like i'm i'm over it well, and look, I'm like, I'm more forgiving, frankly, if it's like an indie studio or like a smaller team. But like when you've got people like EA releasing games in the state that this game released in and, you know, even going back to CD Projekt Red, I mean, it's totally unacceptable. I mean, clearly, like hundreds of people have played that game at that point. They my, knew. My, they my knew. My favorite yeah. is like hearing about all the fucking testers who get like laid off or whatever, right? Like all, all the QA people. Totally. And it's like, oh, and oh, these games are releasing in a shitty state i do think it's funny though like you guys didn't care about how broken scarlet and violet were right uh well i kind of did i mean i i, I mentioned oh, it to you guys sorry i was specifically talking about seth and austin because i know how much they love oh. that well game. i don't if i remember correctly we weren't recording the podcast at the time we, we weren't no this is just um, from private conversations where we had the, intimate sharing. Yeah, the, yeah the thing is is that i expect that <laughs> <laughs> level of crap from a, a switch pokemon game you know and then, then it's not saying like the scarlet and violet i thought were really fun they're the it's the classic pokemon formula but like dude when you were walking towards a mountain or a hill you could see the texture warp in that yeah. game and it was really off-putting yeah and the thing is is that game freak doesn't care First off, I don't think they have the I've said it for like a decade. I don't think Game Freak has the the ability to make your giant 3D Pokemon game that everyone wants. And also, do they they know that like even if they put out a giant piece of turd, it is going to be the best selling game of the year. They know it in like five minutes. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter because Pokemon is so huge. Do I have a problem with them releasing that game broken? Yeah. Do, but do I think that like if we put it on PS5, would it run probably fine? Yeah, I think it would probably run fine. I think it's just the Switch. The Switch has issues, man, and um, it's an old console, and I desperately want Nintendo to put out something of power at this point in my life, right? Like mm-hmm. Xenoblade Three and like, Xenoblade Two and Three actually have these beautiful worlds that are not using anti-aliasing whatsoever and it is jarring when you look at xenoblade 3 and play it it's ugly even though the artwork and the direction is beautiful and then if you emulate it on your computer the game is gorgeous because Mm -hmm. the 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 switch is running it at such low internal resolution that like it just it looks terrible man and um it's sad because the Switch is what eight years old almost. Um, seven, right? I uh, think seventeen came out in seventeen, so three, yeah, six, 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 right six now. Years. 
I think, and, and to be fair, I think games that are only using like a 2D plane, like Nintendo's, you know, bread and butter, like their Mario games, their Kirby games, they look great. They're like, they're, they're totally fine. But when you, when you take that and, and put it in a giant 3D world, you're going to run into issues because the, the Switch just can't handle it. Um, and I, I, well, I would love dude, for Nintendo to come back and be like, you know, <laughs> slam it on the table and be like, here's our uh, console that's uh, one and a half times more powerful than your PS5. Suck on that, Sony. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what was frustrating. Like, I think of like the GameCube as a recent console. I know that's like age bias because like that was just such a cool moment for me. But like, yeah. th- it had more horsepower than the PlayStation Two did. Yeah, and the games are yeah, gorgeous. Because like, it came out a year after, like a year after. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but still, like it had more more under the hood than that. I will but, say, so okay. oh, go, Coach, go no, ahead. No, 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 no. Yeah. So what I was going to say, just to piggyback off Seth about the um, Scarlet and Violet, like I was put off, but and I know it's open world, but they nailed the look and the gameplay and everything for Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Like if you go play that, that looks like a that's a nice. I mean, it is polished. Different for developer. right? Was it? It wasn't Game Freak. I think they, I think they were involved, but they used their um, like B team or something. Whoever made yeah, yeah. So it's so like they have like a like a like a B team or something along those lines. I remember the story. And let's go Pikachu and Eevee were were made by that team. I can't because I mean those games look good, you know. So yeah, yeah. But Arceus, that was that they didn't have issues with that as much, did they? Like I don't remember hearing like major things about it, and it was semi open world, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I just think uh, Game Freak should have done what Nintendo did with Tears of the Kingdom. Like it was done a year ago, they just polished it up for a year. They just kept it in the the oven and just ironed it all out. That's what they've been doing with Final Fantasy 16. That game apparently was done like forever ago. And they're just, which is like insane, dude. Yoshi P might have made a pact with the devil. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. that game come out June what? 12th? 22nd. 22nd. We're, yeah. we're getting okay. there, you guys. We, we still got, we, we got to go right. through May. Sorry, <laughs> we t- no, Sorry. it's cool. We Sorry. spent all this time talking about that game. I was like, I thought we were going to talk about a different game. Uh, Redfall came out May 2023. <laughs> they like gave this game to me for free on on Game Pass. I couldn't have been bothered to download it. In fact, I think I'm actually going to cancel Game Pass. Speaking of, like they already took the plunge. I'm going to do it for a month when Starfall comes out just to see if that's any good. So you Starfall, know, we were just Star- we were just talking cool. about games releasing in a poor state. That's another one. <laughs> that's yeah. another one. And uh, it like next- just shot itself like it's dead right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Back for Blood seemed to have like a longer runway than than Redfall. Have you did. seen? Have you guys seen the videos of the AI in that game and just how just abysmal it is? It's like awful. It's like you've got these enemy characters that are just waddling around, making no attempt to attack you, even when you're shooting them. They're just kind of there. It looks so bad, so bad. Yeah, and there's no excuse for that in 2023 when that's been like a, a gameplay standard for what 15 years now. Yeah. yeah. Um, after that, we got Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Is this everyone's game of the year so far? For sure. Yeah. No. Coach, are you <laughs> playing? Like, or are you waiting till summer? 
no, I'm playing. I have like <laughs> 55 hours in. Oh, damn. And I still haven't done the first boss yet. There is so much to do. I mean, we could probably have our own yeah. episode just on that. So I'm not going to bore everybody. I, I, yet, but... I will say it, the game impresses me. I think it's really cool. I think the, the creativity that people put into this game is like really neat. The shooting just, penis. It's just not for me, dude. The, Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, not my, not my, not my drive. Not my Twilight Zelda. Princess. You give me Twilight Princess. I'm, I'm there. Not, not, not a Breath of the Wild or two guy. Yeah, this you game know, to me, it's been really in, impressive, especially when you compare it to something like Scarlet and Violet, which is just, you know, I love those games too, but they are totally broken and hideous, frankly. So it's it's amazing to see what the Switch can do, you know, when a talented team is put behind a game. Because Breath of the Wild, or I, I should say Tears of the Kingdom, really does feel like something that should not work on the Switch. I mean, it is so much more expansive than Breath of the Wild was. I mean, it's it's basically double the size of that game, which is nuts that they're able to fit that much on a cartridge. So I know this is an aside, but do you guys remember cloud computing and how they, they claimed that that was yeah. going to be like revolutionary and how that never came about? Azure, right? From Yeah, they're, they're going to be like, oh, you know, it, it's, it's okay that our console, well, this wasn't Nintendo, this is actually Xbox. But like, it's okay that our console's not as powerful because we got the cloud computing. What, where were they talking about? That They've, fuck, they like referenced that directly for, what was it, Crackdown 3? Yes. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, oof, oof, brother. Yeah. I think the only so game that's, that's actually worked in is Flight Sim, where they use the cloud to like have the entire map of the world in it. But I haven't seen a single other game that operates successfully with the cloud. <laughs> Such a bummer, man. Like I just think about the original Xbox and how just like fucking cool that system was. Like how there's just yeah. so many games that just like had a vibe to it, and like it. Like I don't want to be rude when I say this, but like, dude, where are the games? Like, like, where are the Xbox like definitive? Like, where's like the stamp of approval about like, no, this is what we're about. Like, it's it's fucking Forza, and that's it. Well, like, so did you years, see Gears of the... like Infinite? But like, it wasn't it. You know? Did you did you see the Summer Game Fest uh, tweet that no. came out like yesterday? So they 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 did a, a Summer Games Fest tweet, and um. It had uh, a bunch of games that really got me feeling this this Microsoft presence at Summer Games Fest. And I can't find it. Go over here. They have Fable listed there, Avowed, uh, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, and Perfect Dark in this, in this um, thumbnail. And I'm like, that sounds pretty dope. But I swear to God, if I do not get an Avowed release date, I will take microsoft down myself oh we've talked about this before where it's like dude that game was announced like three years ago yeah like fable was announced three years ago and like, it's just like man don't don't fucking say anything if it's like not gonna happen like i don't want to be like dark or dark but like how many people have like died like waiting for that game right yeah. like seriously it's, it's true it's such a long time like at least like when fallout 4 came out like it came out four months after they announced it that's the way to do it, man. I love that yeah. shit. I swear to God, though, if it will get a release date, I'm showing up to Bill Gates' mansion. We're boxing. Yeah. And I'm taking him down. Or maybe he defeats me. You yeah. never know. He's, he's, like, he's, he seems squirrely. He's, 
He's so old. You've got it. Um, let's see what else. Uh, today it looks like the System Shock remake came out. Never played him. Uh, yeah, me neither. Uh, and for June, I'm so excited. This is June looks stacked, man. Street Fighter Six, Diablo Four, Final Fantasy Sixteen. What a yeah. month. Diablo and Street Fighter reviews, I think, both just dropped today, and both of those games are getting stellar reviews, which is yeah. awesome. Here's my watch out of 2023, all right? Yeah. Pedro claims, and Pedro it might still be in the chat listening, Pedro claims he's not buying Street Fighter 6. Oh, all right. no. He's buying Street he's Fighter 6. He's, he's, he tells me every day that he's not buying it, and I know he's going to crack and buy it, and he's going to like show up to my house one of these days with Street Fighter 6. And, and he's going to make me relive the torture that he put me through and I'm not having it. So Seth's Lakehouse might be buying street fighter six and start training. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah. Taking, taking the mantle back from, from Pedro. I'll never beat him, but I, I, I can, I can go down swinging. Okay. <laughs> Dude, he's the Kaseki um, King. You gotta like come back on him somehow. <laughs> I know. Like, so like, the, the, I don't know if you guys ever heard this story, but like the whole reason that I started playing this Kaseki f- series, right? Because um, I bought it on PS3. I have the collector's edition on PS3, and then I didn't really ever play it. And then I started playing it when I was living with Pedro. And uh, I, 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 he saw me playing it or something, and then he went and, and started playing it and didn't tell me. And uh, I thought I, I was talking to him the one day, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm not really feeling... Legend of Heroes, uh, Trails of Cold Steel. He goes, well, I beat it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, All right, that's how it is, man. All right. So then I forced myself to that horrible first game, which actually would have been fun if I'd played the other ones. But that's a whole other side. I, also, I, I, don't also I assume it would have been fun if you weren't playing it out of spite. Yeah, <laughs> probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, so I I, I uh, started jumping into a, a whole RPG series out of a rivalry, and that I've lost. So I'm a broken man. Look at that. I still believe in you. What um, a sad state to live in. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't just games though. I want to quickly talk about some other stuff. Uh, TV, I think, has been kind of excellent this year, right? Mm, okay, tell me tell me about it. All right, did you guys watch a show called Rabbit Hole? Kiefer Sutherland led espionage uh, a million twists a minute. It, it feels like Jack Bauer's back. Sounds good. And I say that having only watched two episodes because my girlfriend watched it way too fucking fast and I couldn't I couldn't keep up with her. Uh, that 90s show was okay. I'm not going to pretend it was the greatest thing. I'm not going to pretend it was the worst thing either. We have to support Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, and Mila Kunis. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, shrinking. Season one. Did you guys watch that on Apple TV? No. Jason Siegel plays a therapist. Harrison Ford is his boss. And Jason Siegel just has like kind of a mental breakdown and just starts like giving his patients like real advice as opposed to just like therapist advice. Excellent fucking show. Cannot recommend it enough. Let's see. Um, sorry, I'm just looking through. Uh, Mandalorian season three. I really liked it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I I think I came I out more it. positive after a, a few weeks of kind of stewing on it. I still think it's the weakest season, but I still really dug it overall. I liked it, and that's as much as it'll get from me. I liked it. I thought it was a. Is it canon? Average. Is it canon? 
Yeah, of course it is. Post-2012. Coach, is it canon? <laughs> to me, it is. However, I mean, <laughs> it started off good. Then it just kind of like it was bumpy. And then it ended up good. Like they could have made it just four episodes, the first two and the last two. And it would yeah. be good. I just want to know what's happening behind the scenes at that at this at this Lucasfilm dude because like how did they take the two episodes of Book of Boba Fett not have Boba Fett in them at all and those two episodes clearly should have been in the Mandalorian and then they take the Mandalorian and have this one episode dedicated to Doctor Pershing or whatever. Wasted it was it was way it was way too much I, I just that episode was pretty boring and i just feel like i didn't get anything out of it but i i just something tells me they're moving towards like a specific direction trying to possibly fix the sequel trilogy and i just don't think we've talked about it before i just don't think it's going to happen because this dude is the, the the cloning guy right so he's like trying to work on like probably snoke's cloning eventually and i'm like i just i'm not feeling it man i don't I don't know that like this is where I'm I'm kind of hoping that I can disconnect from the movies with the Mandalorian. It's kind of what I want. And, you know, every once in a while I get a cameo appearance from Luke Skywalker. I'm, I'm cool with that. But I don't really want to tie it in overall to the movies, especially like the sequel trilogy. You know, I just kind of. So my theory on why it was so mediocre is because. I believe Filoni is going 100% on Ahsoka. So he wasn't hands-on as much. Yeah, he wrote every episode, the, the writing credits that leaked. Did he? Yeah. For Ahsoka? Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think they're, it, it's kind of being leaked. I don't know how true <laughs> it is, but um, Kathleen Kennedy and uh, Favreau are buttonheads. But Boba Fett was Favreau's thing. So that should have been a 10 out of 10, and it wasn't, right? To me, the first two episodes, amazing. One of the best Star Wars written material out there. And then it just, another drop-off. Everyone complains about that fucking biker scene, and I'm so sick of hearing that. Dude. Yeah, okay. What? So there was one scene you didn't like, so the entire show sucks at? Like, no. like I, don't, I don't get it. Like, no, 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 no. But that stands out as the worst scene of the show to me. Let me just sure. say, let me just say, as somebody that that had Mario Kart Wii 140 as my username for ten years, that that just it didn't represent us that well. That, it did not represent us very well as Mario Kart fans. That's all I've got to say. George, can uh, I can I can I at least can you can I at least explain my point? Because you're very you're very defensive of this, and I understand why. But I'm on your yeah, side with this Star Wars fan. in space. I thought it was fucking rad. I agree that scene wasn't great. Like I, I get it, but also like I'm not gonna let that one scene, like, put me in a sour enough mood where I'm just looking for the negative aspects every scene thereafter. Where My... like every everyone I knew was tracing the cord back to that one fucking scene, being yeah. like, oh man, just waiting for it to be shitty like this again. And that that kind of thing annoys me too. Um, but what I will say about the book of Boba Fett is that his motivations as a character don't really make sense to me when you when you when you have followed Boba Fett all this time. So like it was really annoying. I'm like, why are you staying on Tatooine? What do you what do you have here? There's nothing, right? And then two episodes of that show were dedicated to the Mandalorian. Arguably the best episodes of, of that show. And then um 
the the biker thing and I, I i just didn't think anything memorable really happened in that entire season you know i think the episodes that we got of boba fett in the mandalorian were more iconic boba fett episodes than hit anything that happened his entire show like when, when i tell when i think about the book of boba fett right and i'm a pretty hardcore star wars nerd i really don't under remember anything that happened in that show at all, other than him, like becoming a crime Lord and riding a rancor at the end. So I'm like, "Mm." I don't. And then that biker scene sticks out because it was so bad. And I I think that's what people remember. But as far as the biker scene for me goes, yeah, it was, it was an episode and the the bikes looked pristine on a planet that was all sand, which doesn't make sense. But um, I don't know, man, it just, it stuck out. It sticks out really bad. And everything was fucking gray and drab and shitty. And like, clearly that was all they cared about was like their bikes and like themselves because they were like the the modders right like they were cyberpunk people and so it was like the only fucking form of expression the only thing that was allowed to be bright and not pink or burnt in the sun it's like i like i just i'm i'm sick of like again you're right that that was like the like literally the like brightest most flamboyant element of just like huh that's a decision you made that's a choice and so it is the first thing that comes to mind but also like I don't know. Like, I, I don't understand the people who like let that salt their thing. Cause like, I really think people checked out at that scene and yeah. then just rode the the bike all downhill. And then just like, we're so eager to point out other things. Like I had a blast. I thought Fennec Shan was fucking amazing in that show. I love seeing, cool. I love seeing like the reverse, like silver, not silver samurai, uh, reverse, uh, seven samurai where like, they were basically just like getting like kind of all the shit heels, like all the anti-heroes together. Right. Cause like you had, uh, Black Curse and Tan, like Cade Bane or Cat Cad Bane was like in that, that show. That was right? that was like, actually a cool reference. Yeah, that that was cool. I forgot about that. My thing is, is that I think they they messed up um, years ago, and they gave all of Boba Fett's cool attributes to Mandalorian. Jin, yeah. So they can't just do that again with Boba Fett because they'd be like, well, now they're we have the two of the same character. So they they slightly altered Boba Fett's character. And now, in my opinion, he doesn't feel like he belongs anywhere. Um, I disagree. I that's what the first two episodes were about when he went on that fucking vision quest from the Tuscan Raiders. Sure, like, like, but now that's they're all what, dead. That's, okay, but like now he's like the last person to experience that version of it. So like I think that's why he felt yeah. compelled to stay on Tatooine. You know, right? But like, but like that's what I'm saying though. Like, what is what? Where, what's he doing now? Right? Because now, because Book of Boba Fett's done. He clearly doesn't want to be with the Mandalorians. They 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 kind of treated him badly the last time we saw him. They called him um a, I don't know what Bo-Katan said. I, I've seen your face a million times or something like that. It was, it was pretty pretty rude, honestly. But um I don't know, man. I just I I don't feel like Boba Fett has a place anymore. Uh, not in literally in the Star Wars universe. I mean, like he feels out of place now. In in the in the terms of like where Star Wars is going. No, I'm not gonna spoil it. Never mind. That's fair. And also, like you at least gave a reason for not liking it more than the fucking bike scene. So I I appreciate and respect that, Coach. Sorry, you said you had a, a reply to yeah. your comment. So kind of like what Seth was feeling is the the Boba Fett we got in season two of Mandalorian was not the Boba Fett that we got in the series. He was more like an old man who didn't even want to. And at the end, he's like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Right. And there wasn't that 
there wasn't that Boba Fett where he was just taking out stormtroopers in Mandalorian season two. He wanted to rule with respect. Come on, man. That that's they Disney-fied him. They Disney-fied Boba Fett. And also, and even at the very, very end, they could have redeemed it. And he should have gone in there and um, but instead they put Finnick uh Finnick in there, right? When she took out the um the rest of the was it the um, who are the uh, the off-world guys that was trying to run it? Like the other huts? No, the the it ones the gang, mask. Right? Yeah, I forget who they are. But it just it just didn't fit. Like even with Black Currancium or whatever his name is, you know, he was hardcore man. He he knocked Chewbacca out. Like this was a bad dude, and for him to have him like run away. Like a a beat down dog at the end of that episode, I was like, "Wait, what? That's not how his character is, you know." Yeah. So the writers just missed on it. There were some good scenes. There were some good things. Like I said, the first two episodes, I was all in, ten out of ten. And then uh, that biker seems what kind of started it. And like Seth said, that's what we remember. But it it should have been the book of Phoenix Sham because she's the one that was like pushing him to do what he should have done. Yeah. Phoenix Sham's a cool character. Yeah. Um, awesome. I love, yeah, she's good. I do agree. I think like, it's the real, like, I don't want to read a book where Joker is the star, but I would read a book where like a gangster is the star talking about what it's like to work for the Joker, you know? So I, I do agree. Like some of these characters are more interesting just to see how they shape the world as opposed to seeing like how they think about shaping the world. I, I will agree with that. Um, and that might've been a better I, choice. I have one weird thing about the book of Buffett also is that they have the best looking Twi'lek in, in any sort of star Wars media. And I don't understand why the other Twi'leks don't look as good in terms of like the, the Leku and stuff mm-hmm. that, that, um, the, that bar owner. Yeah. That, looks phenomenal and i'm like then you see like hera in the new ahsoka show and i'm like all right looks like every other twilight we've seen but why does that why they put so much work into making that bartender look phenomenal in terms of like the the costume and the body paint and stuff and every other twilight is like a really lame green person with long tentacles they just would be arguing you with you right now from return of the jedi right in 83 when the she you just you, you just like that she had like the mesh vest in 83. Oh, oh. Well, so so this is actually interesting you say that because then someone posted um I saw this was what reminded me of it. There's people arguing about this online, and then someone posted a picture of the Twilight in 83, and no, it doesn't look good anymore. When you in term in, in the context of the movie and all the costumes, and you don't really notice it, but when you compare it to like a modern day like representation of a Twilight, it's like okay, that's it looks pretty bad. Well, they want they um, wanted to make you fall in love with her so they could break your heart when they killed her. I think was the, which was a weird death. But anyways, that yeah. was like, I'm yeah. still confused at that scene. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's burn through these the rest of these TV shows and then let's save um a review for like comics and and movies for another episode because I think we're starting to run a little long. Bye. Uh, Yellow Jacket season two, which I don't watch, but all my friends watch and tell me how much of an idiot I am for not watching it. Uh, let's see, Ted Lasso season three, final season. Uh, the Last of Us, that was this year. Was that this year? Four episodes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that that's crazy. Up. That feels like ages ago. That show is so good. Loved it. 
Uh, let's see, Star Trek Picard season three. I believe that's also the final season. Was this year? Uh, Succession, uh, Succession season four. That just ended. That was this year. You guys watch Succession? Never seen uh, it. It's really good. I just have such a hard like. They're just. You guys ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? A little bit here and there. I love that show so much, but like I can't watch more than like four episodes of that show in a row because I just get like secondhand embarrassment for everything that happens on that show. And Succession, like it's really well done, but it's just like about like the most fucking horrible people you would love to punch in the face, you know. And it's just like I can only handle so much of that. Uh, Beef premiered this year, not that long ago. I think just a few weeks ago. You guys watched that with Ali Wong and uh, Stephen Yoon? No, I'll be honest, George. I'm not really much of a TV person. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, beef, beef on Netflix. <laughs> beef on Netflix, fucking excellent. It's like literally just about like the fallout from people who are uh, has like a road rage incident with each other, and like they both try to like systematically ruin the other person's life after that. It's really good. It's really funny. Uh, Barry season four, HBO that also just ended. No one, fuck Barry. Barry's really good. Poker Face premiered this year, and Natasha Leone, where it's basically just Columbo. You guys are fucking losers. Like, like turn off the games every once in a while and just like watch I TV. You, I don't watch much, dude. TV. I've got to catch up on thirty six seasons of Clone Wars and Rebels before yeah, Ahsoka like, comes out. Can, I can't watch anything else. Guys can <laughs> shut the fuck up about Book of Boba Fett, but like, oh yeah, like, like, oh, like one of the highest rated shows of all time, Succession or Barry. It's like, uh, it's fine. I'll skip it. Um, that's all I got for for games and TV. But Coach has some some nominees. Uh, Coach, are these ones that came out this year that we missed? Yes. Okay. Hit, hit, hit these up, are smaller guy. games too. Um, they're RPGs. So, have you guys heard of Chained Echoes? Mm-hmm. So that is, that's a um, that is your throwback to like your SNES um, turn base RPGs. And Super then there's good. a. Yeah, and then there was a game. Now, I downloaded these. I bought these because these are probably my summer games that I want to play after um, uh, Tears of mm-hmm. the Kingdom, but also Trinity Trigger. Mm. So that and that's, game that's really an good, action. Yeah. yeah, that's an action one. Now, the I did look at the reviews form, and they said that the story is like average, right? But it still looks good um, on everything that I've seen. So and Any, then I want to yeah, say, and then when did Tales of Arise release on PS5? Was that recent? Uh, or was that last? That year? was probably at least two years ago. I think. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, think that's been a while. I thought it just came out on PS5 like recently. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. But the, right, but the two that were some uh, um, lesser known games that I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely give it a try, and then of course. Sea of Stars is coming out this fall, I think it is. Yep. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Is that a Star uh, Ocean game? No, it's no. a in, in, independent or indie oh. JRPG that's yeah. based around uh, Chrono Trigger. Okay. Cool. It wasn't even me being a smartass. Sea of Stars is that a Star Ocean game? I really thought it was Star Ocean colon Sea of Stars. Oh, it was not I'm not not even making a joke. Yeah. So for those that don't have a lot of time, like such as myself. I think those games run between 20 to 30 hours. So those are like super doable for me this year. So I'm going to try and at least get Trinity Trigger, uh, Chained Echoes, and Sea of Stars. And if I do have time, then uh, Live Alive or Live Alive. 
Yeah, buddy. Or live a live and life a life. I don't yeah, know. Vi- Viva la vida. Yeah. Viva la raza. Man, I'm looking forward. We were talking before we started recording about some uh, episode ideas down the the pipeline. I'm actually really excited. I want to do one for games. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And Coach, now that you're here, we can talk about it. But that's pretty much all I got. We'll save movies and comics for another time when it's like a slow week. We just to talk about like the first half of the year. Um, anything else before we start to wrap up, boys? No. Nothing, nothing from my end. Tears of the Kingdom. It's good to be back. Right. Um, I would love to honestly just do like one episode where we do just talk about each of the Star Wars movies. Like we just don't talk about games fucking at all. Yes, would be great. Uh, I would love to for us to also just talk about TV that doesn't star uh, a Wookiee or a, a Twi'lek or any sort of fictionalized race of of aliens. That'd be what shows cool are you too. talking? What what are you implying, George? Yeah, you have to let us know. So it's just all you can do is know. shit on Star Wars, but you don't watch like other TV. It's, it's like it's, it's mind bottling. <laughs> I don't shit on Star Wars, just the bad ones. I love Star Wars. Have you guys Wars. watched Wednesday? No, Wednesday I was, Wednesday. Wednesday was Bro, that Wednesday was show really just like that was an amazing show. Sorry, I, I only watch fantasy sci-fi shows. I can't watch anything Close to reality. It's Wednesday fucking Adams where she goes to like a spooky school, <laughs> you yeah. jackass. Dude, so honestly, it is, it is fantasy. It is really good. Since 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 I got the like a like a smart TV with the YouTube app, I, I really don't watch any shows anymore. Like I watch pretty much just YouTube. And yeah, that's it. Same just game game grump on yourself to sleep. No, not no, honestly, I, I barely watch any video game coverage on YouTube. Um, but me and Caitlin will watch like uh I don't know top 10 lists or like mysteries or like you know stuff like that um if you want to go to education has me soon dialed in that it's, it's crazy you want to go to education channel my rabbit hole for the past several months has been tom scott look him up i isn't he uh yeah i know i know tom scott he's great that, that, he wears a red shirt he's british that's not the long yeah thing he and he he uh goes like yeah yeah i know this guy mm-hmm. he's great phenomenal Great yeah, videos. I agree. So, Coach, I, f- I feel like you would really like this one channel on YouTube called Secret Galaxy, where they just like take a deep dive look at like 80s and 90s properties. And so, like, I think the most recent episode was them talking about um, Silverhawks mm-hmm. and just like doing like uh, what happened, where did it come from, what was with the toy line. Like, they just do like the most impeccable research I've ever seen for nerdy shit that no one else cares about. Well, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I go to bed, I'll just put on like um, TV commercials from the 90s or the 80s. And I am thoroughly entertained, bro. From our ones, right? Like A-R-W-U-N-S. Because that's the the commercial compilation channel I watch. Yeah. Oh, my God. And especially during Christmas. Yeah. That's where I get my Christmas. Yeah. Like, I'm a little kid. Make make some hot cocoa, put a little Baileys in there. It just curl up. Yeah, it's good shit. And you know what's funny is in the '90s, like we hated commercials, but now you look at that and you're like, "Oh, that was a good time period in our life." I'm just so like I miss like I work in advertising, so I don't have like I think a better opinion of it than you guys do. But I also think I just see more ads than you guys do because like I go out of my way to see like do it for work and like you know I go to Ad Week, I go to Ads the World, and like spend s- several hours a day just like combing through shit like between meetings and whatnot i'm just so sick of like the 2023 style where like everything is like pastel colored on like a white background and there's like no people whatsoever 
because that way it's easier to dub into other languages like across different markets you don't offend anyone by like having a white hand do something so you can run it in markets that are like you know predominantly non-white like there's just like all these like layers that they build these things with as opposed to just like having an opinion and just kind of like shoving that out into the world and it's just like god i miss i miss the times when everything wasn't shot on like a white backdrop with you know like i said just pastel colors and like an ironic messaging like i i just fuck I, i miss old ads i miss old ads so much well, that is, seems as good a place to end as any. Um, you can follow the show on social media at Frameskip Pod on Twitter. Awesome. Do we have an Instagram? We do. Frameskip Pod. Wow. Great follow name. it. What do we take you pictures do? of? Each other. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, I'm not going to say which body parts, but. Okay. The good ones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you can follow us on YouTube at just just search Frameskip Podcast. We'll we'll pop up. In fact, I hope that's where you're watching us now. Share share this channel from YouTube. Uh, talk about us to your friends. Uh, let us know if you want to come on the show and tell us why uh, these guys are fools for not liking Bo- Book of Boba Fett or why I'm an idiot for for liking it more than most. That one. Come- that one. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's have Pedro on so we could talk about uh, like how good the islanders were this year because they're okay. in the stanley they're in the stanley cup which is fucking awesome oh wait no they're not they're not in the stanley cup my bad could talk about kiseki and yeah. beating seth's ass and street fighter a few different things yeah it'll be it'll be, yeah, fun. It'll be, fun. It'll be a great time because you guys would just roast each other about sports the entire episode who did we, you who'd you fight over at pax cameron okay oh cameron who no longer yeah. exists yeah what about the other dude that came with us? Blake. Yeah, where's he been, bro? You know, just being himself. I don't know. I don't know where either of those guys are. Yep. Damn. Cameron actually hit me up like four years ago and was in like Snapchatted me and then thought, stopped replying. I, I, and it was gone. I just, when you said four, I don't know why I was expecting like weeks or months. I wasn't yeah. expecting years. years. No. Yeah. Well, we've been, we've been friends so long. Cameron hit me up like four years ago. This was like two years after he disappeared, two or three years. And like he stopped replying to me then and then like went AWOL again. So I'm like, all right, it, whatever. It's, it's yeah, going to be such a twice. It's, it's going to be such an old sentence, but like it is going to be like truthful when like, you know, you talk about this years now. It's like, man, I haven't talked to that guy since like before the pandemic. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> that's like something like our grandparents well, would say about like fucking March of Dimes or something. It's crazy though, like the timeline. You know, the older you get, the faster time moves is what they say. And it's it's weird to think back, like, you know, specifically with with Seth and coach, like we've known each other. Seth, I've known you for like 11 years at this point, which is nuts. Yeah, that's like almost half my life. So, yeah, <laughs> I met you in 2013, I guess. Yeah. You're what, in 10th grade? I think I so. Have been earlier than 2013. We went to PAX in 2013. Yeah, that's right. No, 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, Maybe. I think you're right. I think you're right, yeah, Coach. 2014. I feel like I've been talking to you guys since like 2013, 2014, but then like met you at PAX East yeah. in 2015. It's the same year that Coach went, yeah. Yeah. Which is really, crazy. I, I gotta be honest, I, I only remember hanging out with Elijah and Seth because we went to Jimmy John's. 
And Seth, I thought you were such a conceited asshole the first time I met you. (laughs) Because you were just like so confident. You were too cool for the fucking room you were in. And you're just sitting there. And it just like the way you were talking about stuff. I'm like, this guy thinks he's just king shit. But he is king shit. Well, I I, I know that now. He he ran our podcast, bro. Like he he is king shit. Seth, you are king shit, man. (laughs) I'm I'm curious as to why how I acted differently back then, but I think it's because I know you better and I can like, I can kind of tell when you're joking now. I just like, didn't have a great like uh, barometer for it back in 2015 where like, you'd be like, that game's a piece of shit. And I I, like, couldn't tell if you, I was like, I was like, I just said I like that game. And like, he didn't like give me anything to go on besides saying it was a piece of shit. I was like, okay. Okay. And I was like, I'm gonna go talk to Elijah now. <laughs> he's, he I do like run into this one. issue. <laughs> and this was I do run into this issue where people don't know where I'm being sarcastic. And uh, I had this issue at work where, like, like I, I would like yell sarcastically at somebody trying to be funny, and then he didn't realize that it was being funny. This was like years ago. We're friends now. But he came in and started screaming at me the one day. He's like, "I'm so sick of your bullshit." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, so, so it's not not just me. No, it's uh, happened. Yeah, we then. actually had that exact conversation about five minutes before the show started. I actually, I actually <laughs> react better to it than most people. It sounds like where I yeah. just thought you were a douchebag. I never said anything to you about it. I was like, yeah, just ride this one out, I guess. George, how, how long did this guy? Uh, Pax is in the spring, right? Pax East is in the spring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was 2015 then. Okay. I just remember that Saturday. Waking up and my body just hurting. Yeah, yeah, I like feeling feel dead inside. Yeah, oh, like our soul yeah. had left our bodies. No, I felt Bro, the same way. You ain't lying, dude. Like <laughs> waking up, like what the hell, man. So, but that's where we got our first taste of VR. Remember? Yeah, we played that yeah. little action figure game on like the Oculus no. Dev Kit one. Coach left. Coach left and, and left the line yeah. and, went and played VR. Yeah. Uh, because your place. girlfriend at the time said she told me go over there. It's a it's a shorter line. So, but yeah. Seth and I played the the little action figure thing, right? Yeah, it was super lame. Yeah, it sucked. This one had a gun, like, mm. and where the trigger is, that's where you would move. You'd use your thumb to go forward and stuff. We went to a panel too, right? Probably, probably went to whatever yeah, we went to game game scoop, but not beyond. beyond game scoop. Yeah, game scoop. All right, well, let's say goodbye for the ninth time. Um, it, did I forget bit.ly slash frame skip pod? Uh, bit.ly slash frame skip live is where you can go and find uh, us hey. on our YouTube channel. Slash right retro and modern. Network. Nope, nope. Slash mm. press start to play. Mm-mm. It's a great name. Thank you. I was really, I was really proud of that name. Yeah, did that and uh, had a Star Wars podcast called The Podcast Strikes Back. That's that's all. That's you a couldn't good get one, today. Bro. You couldn't get that today. There's probably 16 other podcasts right. called Pest Start to Play Now, but back then, you copped it early. Great mm-hmm. name. Yeah, should have should have uh, domain squatted on that one. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, it's been fun, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go finish Jedi Survivor. I think. All right. Proud of you. Let me know what you think when you're done. I'll be up all night. All right. Sounds is good. it snowing where you're at? It is June. 
I know. It is, sorry, it is May, May 30th. You guys have weird, you guys have weird weather. You live up there in the north, you coldy. Yeah, you live up there on that asteroid uh, by Pluto, right? Um, no, it was, although it was 36 degrees yesterday morning. So I feel Jeez. bad for, I feel bad for making fun of you um, when you're right about how fucking cold it is here, despite being summer. I need that. I need that. Go, Cel- Go Celtics next year. We'll do it next year. No. Do I end the podcast? I don't know. Yeah, like, you got to end it. You got to say goodbye. But I just, I did like 11 times in a row. Do you, you press did? the end call? Do I press end call? Can you say, can you say goodbye? Peace. Well, yeah, goodbye.